Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni and Will Bryan. Presented by Morris Jenkins. That's right. It's that time of the week. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me that his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Will, Matt, it is draft week and we have secured, when I talk about an A-plus guest... It doesn't get much better than this. Am I right, Will? Years of NFL insider experience. There is nothing like him. You think and that you think that Schefter is the one breaking news? Uh-uh. uh-uh. And no. I will say, hard to get a hold of. We oh, share an office sometimes. I know. <laughs> I bet I've asked, I, you know, this in the triple big get. digits. Big get. Always got something going wow. on. <laughs> we were just kidding. No one is no one is friendlier. No one is nicer. But I was not kidding about this being an A-plus guest Darren Gant, the Panthers writer. It, I mean, I just saw you a few minutes ago, but it's good to see you again with the headphones on, the mic in front of your face. Well, it's, it's good to be here. It's good to finally be invited to be here. I mean, frankly, my feelings were a little hurt that I hadn't been invited until now, but now it's good. Now well, you're good. so this busy doing fun. all the other Charlotte media. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real jam-packed schedule. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> gosh. No, it's good to be here. This is cool. It's it's this is one of the cool little places in the stadium that a lot of people don't get to see and it's like this our neat little hidey hole where we can just come and talk about stuff. It's very it's a very soothing place. Yeah. The podcast and and radio studio. Uh it's it's really nice. Yeah. I always like coming in here. Um all right, so it's draft week. Yeah. We are going to talk a lot about let's <laughs> football indeed. Talk a lot about that over the course of this episode, but Darren, look, nobody knows more than Darren. Oh, nobody boy. is pounding <laughs> the pavement, walking the halls more than Darren. So what are you hearing? What are you thinking about what the Panthers are going to do in the draft on, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Well, and the one thing, and we'll have more about this later this week at Panthers.com. That's a tease. There's, there's your There part. it is. Um, I think it's interesting. They went through very deliberately this offseason trying to check off as many boxes as they could. They mm-hmm. probably would have needed a pass rusher, except you go sign a Hassan Reddick. You know, you needed uh, some clarity at quarterback. You make the Sam Darnold deal. You needed to fill in blanks on the offensive line. They went out, boom, boom, boom. 
signed three guys pretty early in the process, and they've added guys at every layer. They filled in at cornerback. I think A.J. Bowie has the potential to be a really good piece of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerback still something they are going to be looking at early, I think, in this process uh, this weekend. But if you didn't sign A.J. Bowie, then it's, oh, my God, we got to take right. You know, then you get pinned into that Dave Gettleman positional disaster thing <laughs> where you have to take, and everybody in the world knows you have to take a thing. And I think you can make a reasonable case, and and we kind of did this last week on the website. There are about four different, five different options that you could say, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, I I think they'd like to draft an offensive tackle. If Panay Sewell's there at eight, I think he's a run, don't walk to the podium guy. Mm. You just do that without asking any questions or giving anybody a chance. And and it's then, like they're on the clock, they're off the clock, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the way it was when they drafted Jordan Gross. There was that mm-hmm. weird thing. Literally where, ran. Yeah, there was that weird <laughs> thing where the Vikings actually passed and their time expired. And Jackie Miles was literally running to the podium. It's like, yep, Jordan's our guy. Yeah. Get yeah, that we card jumped over there. Them. We talked about that on the draft show last yeah. year. Yeah. Jordan was one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah. it would be one of those situations. But, uh, yeah, they, it could also be corner. It could also be wide receiver, depending on what a couple of teams do in front of them. I think they've got some interesting options, depending on what they want to do mm-hmm. and how it falls in front of them. How are you feeling about Scott Fitterer? I mean, I think everyone was impressed. Certainly, if you look at all the Twitter replies, the the memes that were coming out of free agency were incredible. The memes and the gifts yeah. of what Fitterer is doing uh, in free agency. But but Darren, you and I have gotten to to spend some time with yeah. him, and I just you know it's we said this with Rule last year too. It's like you know first draft and just unfazed. He's mm-hmm. ready to go. I mean, he succeeded so much in Seattle. Um, known for trading back, and it feels like he's he's ready. You know, I, I think Scott's an interesting guy for a lot of reasons. One of the things kind of caught my eye when he was at the BYU Pro Day, he goes mm. out to look at Zach Wilson, who they're not going to have an opportunity because he'll go second. But while he was out there, they end up signing another wide receiver. And if you look at the pictures from that Pro Day, when people are running 40s, Who's sitting right on the 40-yard line with a stopwatch in his hand? Scott Fitterer. Scott Fitterer is a he's a road guy. He's an old scout at heart. He yeah. wants to be out there clocking guys himself, making notes on his clipboard, you know, doing all the old scout stuff. I mean, that's how he grew up in the business. He told and other people told me stories about him growing up in the business. When he was with the Giants, they used to have this thing called the box. And the box was this big, heavy thing that young scouts had to carry around, and it had instruments. And it was basically a thing guys had to run back and forth and touch these pressure pads to measure lateral quickness, stuff like that. But it was this huge, honking box that he had to carry around. Scott Fitterer secretly loved carrying the box. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of guy he is. He's that road scout. He wants to be out there. So that's why this process has been so weird because he can't be everywhere he wants to be because you can only send three people to any pro day. So they chopped it up Mm -hmm. amongst him, scouts, position coaches, or be at certain places. And, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Scott grows into that role and starts you know, this is the weekend coming up when he's really going to be graded on stuff because mm-hmm. nailing those first-round picks is something I think people took for granted for a long time around here under Marty Herney. Um, say whatever you want about the rest of drafts or whatever, but that's a lot of pressure on Scott. You know, you've got the eighth pick. Make it count because usually they do around here. Well, and as you said, it's it's not just that eighth pick, but then 
got to nail those other ones too. Yeah, and to, 73 mm-hmm. yeah, and on down the list. It's yeah, and it's going to be important. I think you know, looking at last year's draft, I mean, yes, I think Derek Brown's going to be a, a big time player for a long time to come. But then to come back with Jeremy Chin, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa! All of a sudden, this is looking like a really good draft. Well, and and Yitor, once he got, yep. you mm-hmm. know, he struggled with some injuries throughout the season, but really had to to yeah. step up as that line um, was depleted, you know, further and further down the season. So, yeah, uh, last last year was a, a good yeah. draft. We're going to see what happens this year. And and. You know, talking about that less less exposure to some of these guys. You know, where does that really make the impact across the league? Is it with the fourth, fifth, sixth round picks because it's even harder to get to some of the smaller schools or no. guys that maybe you don't have more access to? No question. It, and as a matter of fact, we just published a story about this very topic at Panthers.com. That's two sounds plugs like you guys work together. <laughs> um, yeah, they are going to be. They will draft someone. This weekend, they've never spoken to in person. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you can say what you want about watching film, and that's the most important thing. But Matt talked about the importance of getting to know what these guys are like as people and trying to get inside somebody's head over a Zoom call, as you guys know, for all the, you know, teams meetings we have and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to figure out, you know, what you're looking at sometimes, much less someone's intent beyond their words. So I, I think it's going to be tough. And when you get down in fourth, fifth, sixth round, um, yeah, you're going to be watching a guy that you basically have maybe not even talked to, but you've watched yeah. a lot of film, yeah. you've got the measurements on him and that kind of stuff. And that's going to be tricky. I mean, this, this year's draft is going to be so dodgy in a sense because – of so many situations like that, I think there's an opportunity for people to really miss big because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't know, because you've never talked to this guy or have any kind of relationship. And talking to some of the scouts, too, it's, you know, not only the combine, which we didn't touch on. So mm-hmm. last year, for everything that was going on, the, the combine still happened and they were still able to get those those 40 times, you know, where, where they're clocking them and, and all of that and everything that comes along with the combine. But also some of the scouts have pointed out that when you're watching film, you know, not everyone played complete seasons. Some guys yeah. either opted out. Some teams, a lot of teams did not play um, full seasons because of everything going on. So they're watching tape from two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so it's all going to be it's all going to be very interesting. Um, but I have to ask you, Darren, so you've you've done two plugs for the website. Yeah. Um, we'll set you up on the last one. So what's it like working with Will? Oh, Will's the best. Isn't he the Will, best? Will's like the young wizard behind the curtain. I, he does you know, everything, it's, doesn't it's he? It's easy to do my part. I just talk to people and write words. Will's the guy who has to make them look pretty and make them appear on the internet. And that's the part that <laughs> kind of, Will's taking so many calls from me like, what does that button do? I would not know how, either. How do I make this a thing that exists in the world? And Will's very patient and very calm. It's like talking to your parents, you know, trying to explain the iPhone to your mom and dad. Um, Darren's being overly humble, but uh, Will is the best. Yeah, that is Will the is thing. really good at what he does. I well, couldn't do you. what I do without him. So I have a question for you guys. Since we talked about how Matt Rule likes to get to know these guys over Zoom, he mm-hmm. plays the Desert Island song game or band game. If his choices dave matthews who would y'all's be beatles you know that already i told you that yeah Yeah. beatles is mine i'm torn on this one because you've got to think about a lot of time somebody's gonna have to have a lot of material or you're gonna get really sick of listening to them (laughs) um i go back and forth it would probably be either led zeppelin or johnny cash 
Mm, and that's just good. kind of, I mean, it's it's very different. You've got to have somebody who can sing rock and roll songs and also things you can chill out and listen to. Yeah. And Led Zeppelin's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what my husband would say. We get into that all the time about mm. the. He's like, he says the same thing. He's like, that's why it's Led Zeppelin. I'm like, that's why it's the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Will, what's yours? Um, I, 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 I mean, I'm gonna get slammed for this one too. Uh, I'd, I'd go with you too, just because okay. you have 40 years worth of stuff, and it can go from like really emotional to mm-hmm. like just really just you know a banger. You know, that's, that's just that's just fun. Matt, you got one. Uh, it's probably. Either Young the Giant or 21 Pilots. I like those two Okay, okay. I like it. All right, Darren, I know you're a busy guy. We're going to let you out of here. Yes, to to (laughs) write your next incredible article. But before you do, want to ask you, give us us a Darren story about the draft. So for anyone who doesn't know, and I, I don't know why they wouldn't know this, but just in case there's one or two people out there, how long have you been covering the Panthers in some capacity? 100 years. <laughs> all of them. All of the years of recorded time. Um, no, I was helping out um, covering in 95. I mean, the first year, wasn't doing it so full-time cool. until 97, but been around a long time. It's Took so a little cool. break there to go work for a national website, but uh, I'm back now. And but we'll walk out to the practice field, and Darren will tell me a story that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "This is when the strength coach jumped the right. fence to oh, go, when, to go run the, into a burning building." Yeah, when the apartments caught on Wait, fire, what? the weekend yeah. of John Fox's first minicamp. Just walk, <laughs> any, just walk anywhere with Darren, and he has an incredible story. Well, and I mean, honestly, 2002, John Fox's first minicamp. All the reporters were sitting on the hill opposite the apartments across Cedar Street, mm-hmm. and we see smoke. And all these people who are trained to observe things and then respond to them and describe them sat and watched these buildings burn for a good minute. And somebody said, you know, we should probably call the fire department. (laughs) And so then we all started calling 911 on these new things we had then called cell phones. Um, I think mine was a BlackBerry at that time. But, yeah, I mean, Jerry Simmons, who was Mm -hmm. a strength coach at that time, actually jumped the fence. Tore his hand open on the wire over the top of the fence and ended up mule kicking down a door and helping save a guy who was asleep in a burning building. Wow. How cool is that? And so we were out there watching football practice and that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, so about, what about the stuff draft? Like that. Yeah. Oh, draft weekend. Well, I mean, it's really covering a draft from inside the stadium is one of the most glamorous things you can imagine. You spend the weekend down in the bunker. They wheel catered food in occasionally, and it's, you know, they line up to trough, eat the free food. And then you sit and you wait and you talk. And back, I remember this was back in the 90s. This was very early newspaper career for me. Uh, another one of our coworkers, David Monroe, would always come down, and there was a speakerphone in the middle of the press room. And when they'd draft a guy, they'd call him on the speakerphone, put him on speaker, all the reporters talked to him. Well, Monroe came down with a phone number of this guy they just drafted written on a little card, and he'd come down into the room and dial it. And so I was an enterprising young reporter, and I just stood over Monroe's sh- shoulder and watched what he dialed and wrote it down in my notebook. And Makes all I, the sense to me. That, that way I had that guy's phone number. And, and at a certain point in the day, that was back when the draft was rounds one through three on the first day and then four through seven on the second at a certain point later in that draft, maybe about the third round, another one of our coworkers, Bruce Spate, <laughs> caught me. He's at, man, he's <laughs> at PR, yeah, for, d- yeah. just to give context Team, to the story. Team PR, Bruce Spate, the hammer, caught me. <laughs> and on day two of that draft, they started calling guys upstairs and transferring them down to the speakerphone in the press room. So I ruined it for Is everybody. that will not peak Darren and peak Bruce? <laughs> 
Oh, completely. It's yeah. pe- it's Bruce peak all prote- of it. Bruce yeah. protecting Bruce protecting the new guys and completely. Darren finding a, a new and different way to get into contact. Yeah, I love it. Darren, this is Good great. Times. Yeah, this is this is this awesome. is so much fun. I wish you had invited me sooner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. This you, is good. I'll come back. Will you yeah. come back? Yeah. All we'll right. Bring you back. It's happy half hour. Next time? Who doesn't like happy? <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to take you up on that next All time, right. okay? Cool. All right. Thanks, Darren. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. Welcome back to the Happy Half Hour. It is always great to have the incomparable Darren Gant with us. Really, really enjoy that here on the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Will, Mr. Jenkins told me that the Panthers make him proud and he's honored to support the team. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit MorrisJenkins.com. All right, Will, it is time. We heard some, we heard some draft stories from, from Darren. It's hard to compete with Darren. It is, it's hard to compete with Darren. Darren is a master storyteller. But I think if anyone can compete with Darren, it will be you. Because I have heard little teases, as we say in the biz, about some of your past experiences on draft night. And I need to hear the whole story in honor of draft week. I need to hear about a couple of these past ridiculous stories from a few years back. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this really is one of my favorite weeks of the year because it's a great of, week. yeah, there's just so much going on. Um, this represents my work anniversary, I think four years ago, five years ago now. You started the week of the draft? Yes. Oof. That's why this is so incredible. So literally my first weekend, we had a, a, a meeting of, um, at that point, a, a smaller digital team in mm-hmm. one where we were trying for the first time to get actual footage of our draft pick, and it was going to be in Philadelphia okay, in set, 2017. I was going to say, what year? So Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The year is 2017. <laughs> and so we're going down the list of potential prospects. We were picking eighth, just like this year, um, in the first round. And you know a number of them were going to be in Philadelphia, but one prospect uh, that was a potential for us was going to be watching it from his house mm. in uh, Castle Rock, Colorado, mm. right south of Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Christian McCaffrey. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> so at this point, again, we had a very small team. We were going to send most of our our assets to Philly, and they're like, "Well, what if what if we were to take Christian? Then we wouldn't have any video. We wouldn't have any pictures. You know, he's out in in Colorado." And everyone kind of looked at me, and I'm you know, I was working in the PR team at this point, but I had in a previous job had done camera work, had done all this stuff, and they're like. Will, go to Colorado. And this is what, day two? Yeah, day, day two of the job. Of your job. Yeah. I'm like, okay. That's awesome. This is cool. So, you know, I'd seen like the meme of him at Stanford with like the guy yelling in the back, but I'm like looking him up on the plane, like out to Colorado to like get to know more about him. Um, you know, it's Okay, his, but that's great. He was a Heisman finalist though. Yeah, so it's on the West Coast. I don't know. I, I covered college football during that time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, gosh, he, he was incredible. Oh, but yeah. yes, the games were very late. I, I lived in LA at that time. Sure. And I- I truly feel like, I don't know if I can say this, if this is a, a hot take, truly feel like if, if his games were played on the East Coast, I think he oh, would yeah. have been the Heisman Completely. winner. Absolutely. Just saying. All Absolutely. right. Proceed with your story. All right. So I'm flying out day of the first round of the draft, Thursday morning. Um, 
the the way we set it up, his agent knew that there's potential for for someone to be there from the digital team, but you know didn't didn't uh, tell anyone more than that. And I just want to uh, be clear, just in case anyone doesn't know, I love the behind the scenes stuff. As you said, the digital team, you don't know that no. that it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. As no. you said, everyone is setting up for different eventualities, but of course. You know, those conversations were had ahead of time. The media is talking about it. So he's in play as one of the top sure. picks. Yeah. And that's why you're there. But you don't know that no. that he is going to be the Panthers no. pick. We, I just want to reiterate we had a, that We had a anyone. camera in Philadelphia ready for potentially Leonard Fournette. Right. If that would have happened. Okay. Um. So this was just, he, was, he wasn't going to be in Philly, so we needed to cover this base. And his agent is aware that one of the potential teams, yeah. and maybe some other ones, who knows, you know, would be around to get footage. So... Even saying that, though, it was go to his house and mm-hmm. sit on the street until we know. No. Go, you know, don't, you don't didn't go, go in. The, no. You we, were sitting outside. We were sitting outside. Like I was sitting outside. Like you're on an outside. FBI stakeout. Oh, yeah. And the best part was, uh, so I had the address when we I pulled up. Of course, it's a gated community. And I'm like, wait a minute. No one knows I'm coming. How do I get in? And so, thankfully, I was, like, wearing a suit. I had, like, all my gear and stuff in the car. And I was thinking, like, in the moment, I bet, like, ESPN or some other camera crews are probably already here, you know, to do, like, remote stuff with him. So I'm sure that they're used to just people coming in. I'm like, uh, yes, I'm with the NFL here for Chris McCaffrey. And they're like, oh, come on through. Come on through. I feel like that's a breach of security. <laughs> I don't know when. I hope they've tightened things up lately. Yeah, yeah. so I just, just talked my way in and parked at the end of the street. There are tons of cars like lined up all the way down the street. And so I'm just sitting there trying to follow the draft on my phone. There were several picks away, you know, just, you know, looking at it on Twitter. And then uh, the pick before the Panthers goes, and it's not Christian. And I get a text, like, go, 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 go. Because- and, and does go, go, go mean, like, get into the, the house? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm running down the street with uh, a camera bag on one shoulder. No, yeah, because if there's cameras all over, the, I mean, if there's cars all over the street, you didn't have a prime parking spot. No, I'm I'm like a quarter of a mile. You're doing up your the own forty yard dash in, here in a suit, in a suit, <laughs> one one bag no. of Panthers draft hats that they gave me like thirty draft why hats. Why do you need it? Why? Oh, for the whole family? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, completely. And then the other was like camera equipment. So I get up to the door, and you know this again. I'm four or five days on the job. And uh, ring the doorbell, nothing. Ring it again, nothing. I think they were a little busy. Yeah. Well, so then I'm texting my contact who's back here. Uh, he's not answering the door. And all of a sudden I hear this scream inside the house. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just missed it. He just got drafted and I missed it. And, of course, what I didn't realize was that in this process, typically the teams will call the person they're going to draft before it gets announced on NFL Network and ESPN uh, to to talk to him to say, hey, we're going to draft you. Congrats. Welcome to the team. You're about to see it on TV in three minutes or whatever. So that's what that call was. They were all screaming because they saw the Charlotte area code on his phone. Mm. Um, and so then I'm texting. I think they just called him or they all just screamed. I still can't get in the door. And I get this text back. Hold on. My stomach would have dropped if yeah. I were you. Because you're like, that's out. what I'm here for. I'm it's my out. fourth day on the job. And so then all of a sudden, I just see this silhouette come towards the door. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, of course, Christian opens the door on the phone. No. And he's like. He opens the door? He opens the door. And he goes, hello? And I pull out a hat. Welcome to no, the Carolina Panthers. No, you didn't. Yep. Have you ever talked about this with him? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, like that that year, we still joked about it. I was gonna say, I gotta hear oh, yeah. it from his perspective or Lisa's. Oh, yeah. So and then he just kind of like looks at me like, okay. And he's on the phone with the general manager for at that point was Dave Gettleman. Yeah. And so then he just kind of keeps walking and I come in and well, he's a little overwhelmed. He's a, he's with everything a lot going, going on, on right yeah. now. And there's some stranger at his door with a bunch <laughs> just, of draft hats. I've got 30 draft hats for it's, you. It's just like, where did he come from? <laughs> so then I walk in and kind of start following him. And then uh, Lisa McCaffrey, his mom, comes up to me and she starts asking questions. And so I try to be, you know, as vague but also as you know helpful as possible you know hey you know we've got people everywhere this was you know we were just covering all our bases and you know so I, she I, didn't know that you were no <laughs> no but you know i mean by, by this point the cat's a little bit out of the bag and so then i'm trying to but that is strange that, that is strange though strange. whereas like if you're his mom yeah. and, and and lisa is amazing but you're his mom and all of a sudden he gets like the biggest phone call of his life, and then all of a sudden, that uh-huh. there is a person that you have never seen before ringing your doorbell with thirty draft hats. Like, oh yeah. I- <laughs> oh yeah. So then, so then she's like, "Well, do you want some food? Do you want some dinner? We have all this it's spread amazing. over here." And I'm like, "Well, I think I'm gonna try to record this as we're about to. It's about to be picked on TV. Thomas Davis is about to make the pick." She's like, "Oh, that's great." Um, I'm like, I had, do have 30 draft hats. And she's like, oh, my gosh. So she starts handing out draft hats to everyone. So, yeah, I get the video on my phone of of everyone celebrating. And she was standing right next to me. And, of course, Christian comes right over, right up to the phone um, or, like, right in the, the frame of the phone to hug her with his hat on. That's and it was so cool. incredible. Um, and then they went outside uh, and they did were doing a hit for ESPN on the remote. And before he started, you know, they had, like, the, the stage lights and everything kind of set up in the back. And I asked him. Um, hey, do you mind if I take a quick picture for our social channels? So then I'll show you this real quick. That picture that I took on my phone became the most shared picture of all 32 teams on draft night of week one. Wow. Or of the first night of the draft. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's a good picture. Yeah. Now, for everyone, this is a podcast, so I, I know that's not great um, podcasting, but you can just Google, Google yeah. you know, Christian McCaffrey draft night. It's the picture that you see of him sitting on a couch. The Panthers hat on is Will's picture yeah, that from, came from, out of that story. From my phone, yeah. I got to say, I was laughing at just, like, the improbability of it all, but you did a great job. Like, that's incredible that that was your fourth day. You go in completely unannounced, show up, talk your way mm-hmm. into a gated community, and and get all of this content like what I mean but what is like the week after look like you're like so, that's your first right. week so then the, the next you're like, day all right so where else you guys need me to yeah, go I, I get a flight back the next day and I get here um in the McCaffrey's flight and we were like two hours behind me flying back from Colorado and so typically you know in the pre-pandemic times you know the first round pick comes to the locker room and meets everybody in person yeah. and does all this so we're all kind of down there welcoming him um and uh Coach Ron Rivera was talking to his parents kind of on the other side, and I'm kind of uh, near them, and all of a sudden his mom pipes up, Will, how are you doing? Lisa's and, the best. And, of course, Coach Rivera doesn't know who I am. I'm four <laughs> days on the job, and she's like, he's like, who's that? How do you know him? Oh, that's Will. He was hiding in our bushes yesterday. <laughs> Wait, why would why did, why did would she say you were hiding in the bushes? I don't know, because she's Did crazy. you hide in the bushes? No, I was never actually in a bush. <laughs> but sure. she, uh, yeah, so then I have always became that guy for the first two years of working here. Whenever Ron Rivera saw me, he asked whose bushes I was hiding in that, <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is what a what a great way to start. Yeah. 
So that's any other draft stories? So that that's the big one. The next year didn't go nearly as well as planned. Okay. Um, because again, we're still now we've got people everywhere. You know, like in over the past couple of years, we've been able to get uh, video people from the the colleges that these guys worked with. You know, we have freelancers. Um, but the next year was still kind of, you know, will has camera will travel. Uh, I mean, you did such a great job of it last year. Right. And so I'm sure that in, what, 2018, they were like, all right, we got to get Will back out there. Right. Except this time it didn't work out because the prospect that I went to go uh, with was not the one that we ended up picking. Mm. Um, and this time around, rather than hiding out in the bushes, they just had they had a huge barbecue at a park in Florida. And it was just tons of people. You know, I was there next to uh, like the local uh, video from like news, uh, NFL Network, ESPN, like just there were like 20 of us. Um, but I guess as this prospect, his, uh, I'll, I'll say his name in a second, but his, they were, no one was concerned about me because the Panthers were picking 24th and everyone assumed that he was going to go a little bit higher in the draft. Okay. So but now, but you identified yourself as a, a Panthers. Oh yeah, and I, was just, and I was hanging out in the back eating chicken wings, you know, like for from the barbecue, and no, I was like, oh yeah, eat as much as you want, yeah, you know, sure. don't we're not worried about you. And then he started dropping, and all of a sudden, it was like it was between him and the other wide receiver in this draft class, mm-hmm. and the, his uh, marketing person was like, well, you know, get close, you know, so you can get a good shot. And then of course, I get the text that it was the other one, and everyone kind of looked at me, and I was just like. Try to slink away really slowly before they announced it on TV that it was not him. It was DJ Moore that the Panthers were picking. Do you want to say who? I'm pretty sure most people know, but it was Calvin Ridley, who was then picked by the Falcons not long right after. It was like two picks later. Right. And And it all worked out for the best. But I do remember when he was there. I mean, I remember watching that draft. When he was there, everyone was like, oh, for surely the Panthers are going to. Right. Go for him here. Yeah. I mean, we had had people in Philly. So you were up close to him? I was here to here. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah. How did you? I think I think that's why he forever. Yeah, uh, I mean, because we had someone in Philly, and we had great video from DJ that night too. But yeah. it just so happened that person was the you know got the winning lottery ticket, and I I did not. <laughs> did you? How long did you stay after that? Oh was... no, I was as soon as I got the text, I slunk back behind because there was like a bunch of people, and I just kind of made my <laughs> way plate back. Plate of through, wings, you're you know, like, like set this away. here. Yeah. And, oh my god. And completely like ran out to get an Uber out, you know, out the edge of the park, <laughs> and just got out of there as quickly as I could. That's incredible. So, which one was your favorite? I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, it, it definitely was. Like, you just it, you these things are are so crazy. You know, the the nights of these drafts, and I. I will say the thing that I took away from both that was so um, incredible to see up close is just the roller coaster of emotions that these kids, they're kids, they're kids, you know, they're kids and their family and to know, um, you know, what this night is going to be for the rest of their lives. I have goosebumps right now because it is true. The draft is one of my favorite events and it is a moment that everyone gets to see and I think we saw it last year in their homes maybe even more so than I'm used to seeing it when they go to you know if it would have been in Las Vegas they would have been coming across a boat at the Bellagio which is incredible and you know the the outfits and it's it's such a production and it's such an incredible night but I think last year really brought it home for me because it is the the time that you get to see really with any professional draft but you get to see so many kids lives change Mm -hmm. in the blink of an eye and I mean and it's not just 
where they're picked or how much money they're making. I mean, or even what team they're playing for. It's where they're going to live, yeah. who they're going to be friends with, um, who they're going to play with. And um, it's just pretty incredible. And, you know, to get to see it last year and for you to get to go to the homes and be on location, which so many people don't get to do, it's it's pretty awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so you think about that from, you know, here's this like NFL, you know, oh, you're thinking about, uh, you know, how you're going to fit in with this offensive system or, you know, whether you like the your position coach. I mean, so many of these kids are like, oh, I, I wonder what, you know, what it's like to live in Florida or what it's like to, you know, these states and cities, Charlotte, (laughs) you know, that they've never been to before. And it literally happens in a three hour period over one night in April. I mean, it's incredible. It really is. All right. It's time for the weird question of the week. So mock draft season has been in full effect since last season ended really, but it's really ramping up. We're getting versions, you know, 24, 25 or hearing things. So I thought, we would do, uh, you know, we love to do a mock draft here on the Happy Half Hour podcast. But I thought for this one, you can do any mock draft of your choice. You can mock draft anything that you're passionate about. Give me your top three picks and one hard pass of a mock draft of your choosing on any subject. I thought I'd go first. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, I'll set the tone. Wait, let me pull up my phone here. I got to get my picks out. All right. I am doing my mock draft on naps. All right. Naps. I mock drafted oh, yeah. naps. You're, you're already going to win this. All I know right. this already. Here we go. With the first overall pick in the naps mock draft. The rainy afternoon couch nap. Mm-hmm. I should say rainy weekend afternoon couch nap. Like that is the perfect nap in my opinion. All yep. right. Yep. Second. College football game couch nap. Now I'm specifying couch nap. So you're so say it's a it's college football game. It's the early set. It's that uh, CBS SEC game. It goes on for four and a half hours. Wow, Alabama. Matt's getting triggered right now. It's it's incredibly specific. It's my favorite, second favorite nap of just you. You kind of doze off when Alabama is up on you know (laughs) Ole Miss or whoever in the first quarter. You wake up in the fourth quarter. Three hours later. They've just pulled further away. It's all okay. And then you get to enjoy the the, the night games. Yeah, the afternoon, the primetime, 4 o'clock game. Love it. Yep. Love it. All right, my my third overall pick is the day drinking nap, mm-hmm. where you go out with your friends for, you know, for a couple of hours. You enjoy some mimosas, maybe a nice brunch. Come home, take a nap, feel great afterwards. Either ready to just relax for the night, rally, I don't know. But it's just a perfect nap. All right, so those are my top three for the naps mock draft, and then I got to give my one hard yeah, pass. Yeah, hard all right? pass now. My hard pass on naps is the late afternoon nap where you wake up and it's dark yeah. and you don't know where you are. I hate it. It is nap. the worst nap. And all of these are dangerous because all of the top three naps could turn into your worst 100%. nap on the flip of well, a that's, coin. That's the pressure of the draft. It is. All right. So that's mine. I, well, I, very passionate about bonus, it. Bonus for you, the beach porch and a hammock nap. With, that's a great with, one, with but that's waves. like a once in a, I mean, yeah. that's a really like that's a, a once one. every couple of years. Okay. You got to get the hammock. You got to yeah, have the right the location. Hammock. Make sure nobody's, you know, okay. do anything inside. I mean, that's like a generational talent <laughs> really a, right that's there. A, that's a Hall of Fame nap. Yeah. That's yeah. like, you. that immediately goes to number one. Right. Hall of Fame nap. All right. Well, your turn. Okay. So mine aren't nearly as good as yours. Well, um, so pizza types. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm going with three meat. As my number one overall. Wow, this is off to a tough start. Wow, wow, Matt. Okay. Um, barbecue chicken. Okay. 
is number two. Not a pizza, but okay. What, what do you mean? Yeah, it's not, it's an it is a. It's like a sandwich or something. Yeah. It's no, not, you know, it's like there's whatever. No, there's no tomato sauce. If he says pineapple, Matt. <laughs> Let's go Hawaiian number three, no, baby. It's not. Yes. No, it's not. Uh, Hawaiian pizza. You're not even allowed to like pizza. Those are your three picks. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> those, are like, like, <laughs> those are like my least three picks. I think those are mine too. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your hard pack? It's going to be something traditional. It's be like pepperoni. No. Ma- there's plenty of pepperoni on your three meats. Um. No. Mushroom. I, I don't eat mushrooms. Ugh. That's a fair. That's fair. Mushroom. That's the only pizza. one that I agree in, with. I yeah. <laughs> that's the only one I agree out. with. I mean, wow, I mean, you would get a draft like D plus. Um, but you know, it's for you. It's uh, if that's how you feel, good for you. Matt, what's yours? Um, so I had to come up with this while we were recording because I couldn't think of any. But I finally came up with one because you slandered the CBS broadcast. So I did not slander it. I just said that <laughs> I actually you really enjoy to it. Sleep during it? No, I said <laughs> if you if you fall asleep during it and you wake up and it's still going on because like, let's be honest, sometimes it's four and a half hours. Yeah. you don't feel like you miss too much. You know. All right, fair point. I'm still gonna go with my top three uh, sports commentators. Oh, that's good. So number. Three would be... Me. I mean, number uh, one. Uh, number one. <laughs> number ahead. three is, is Chris Fowler for ESPN. I think he does a good job on college football. Okay. So you're doing a countdown, not really a mock draft. Oh. You want us to you want to reveal at the end? Sure. I'll, okay, that's fine. Uh, Chris okay. Fowler, great great job. <laughs> Jim Nance at number two. Mm-hmm. Hello, friend. And Vern Lundquist for CBS was my all-time favorite, is my all-time favorite. You're and looking live. And he has that great line you in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. So that's in hard pass. Brent Musburger. I don't like Brent Musburger. Oh, he does. You're looking live. Vern Lundquist doesn't. Yeah. Brent Musburger does. You're looking live, mm, right? Yeah. Mm. I think so. I'm almost positive. That's for the people in <laughs> Vegas. Pretty sure. Wow. What's what's your beef with Brent Musburger? Uh, he just gets a lot. Of, well, he used to get a lot of love, and I don't really think he's that great. I don't think he's bad. <laughs> All right. We are going to leave it right there. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Happy Half Hour podcast. We'll see you next time. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.